definition of naturopathy, if you have a look at the dictionary, involves the use of water, sunlight, wind, air, and massage. Um, that may have been so centuries ago, but naturopathy has come of age. Now it, it involves a scientific use of herbs, minerals and vitamins, and homeopathic medication. In my understanding, I think naturopathy is a way of treating a certain illness through the natural process. What, what, what would that include? Inclu that would include um, looking at a person's lifestyle, um, anything to that would be um, uh, from stress-related, uh, understanding uh, one's uh, mental approach, emotional approach to a lot of the issues, and not to say the physical approach. And the fourth one would be the spiritual approach as well. Naturopathy, apart from having studied all the different types of theories and philosophies, the naturopath themselves would um, work out according to their uh, personality that would the way that how they would see things and 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 also through experience how what they have learned through experience that they can apply the technique to to treat people Germany do it very differently I think Germany have a totally different approach in their healthcare system Germany have an approach whereby, if you're ill, um, people usually consult a natural therapist like myself first, and then if all else fails, then they consult a medical practitioner. I think most medical practitioners in Germany practice natural medicine to some degree, um, whereas in what I'd call a Western society, um, it seems to be backwards, in my opinion. Um, there are certainly circum circumstances whereby people need to take synthetic medication and or need to have surgery. But I think, in a lot, in my opinion is that uh, in a lot of circumstances, a lot of it's unnecessary. The origins of naturopathy are, I think it's probably um, started thousands of years ago, probably more as herbal medicine more than anything else, although homeopathy has been traced back for hundreds, possibly thousands of years. Um, the first use of plants as medicinal agents, uh, I think archaeologists have found remnants of medicinal plants used by, you know, our predecessors, uh, cavemen, if you want to call them that. Um, and it's basically become very refined through thousands of years to now being very scientifically validated. Well, usually I have um, some, just in the mornings, I have just sort of toast and coffee. In naturopathy, diagnosis is more concerned with establishing why an individual's health has broken down rather than putting a name to a specific disease. For a naturopathic practitioner, the diagnostic findings are only a portion of the assessment that he or she will make. They will also take into consideration other physical, emotional or environmental factors which influence health. 
uh, my philosophy would be um, I would allow the person themselves to understand what problems uh, or illnesses that they're having so that through the understanding and awareness of the problem they, they in turn can cure themselves. I'm only a tool to uh, awaken that awareness within them. But apart from just the simple physical symptomology and diagnosis and prescribing, you've also got to take into consideration the, the emotional and spiritual well-being of people. Um, so a lot of counselling would come into it, and in certain, certain circumstances, creative visualisation um, for different illnesses also plays a, quite an important role. But certainly counselling um, for those emotional uh, hurdles that we, we come across occasionally, um, they certainly need to be dealt with. As I think we all know, emotions tend to play a very big role in, uh, on the physical. Yes, I, I would say it is a, a holistic approach because it's um, to say a migraine when a person is suffering the pain. How can one treat that pain if we don't know what is causing the pain? So therefore we have to look at a variety of um, issues to find out what is really the cause. So perhaps it could be the food that's causing the pain or the stress which is environment. If it was a, just your typical average headache, um, I'd certainly be looking at several factors there. It would be, I'd be looking at the emotional factors that may have brought it on and how we can look at that and change that. I'd be also probably give them a back rub and a massage of the neck and shoulders and possibly use herbal medicine just to calm them down and calm the nervous system down a little. Uh, the use of just gentle old chamomile, a bit of uh, passiflora and scutellaria, the skull cap can do that. Um, for more severe headaches like migraines, uh, I'm going to look a little more closely at diet, nutrition, uh, the use of homeopathy plays a big role there um, for the re reduction of pain and discomfort. Um, and now I still get the migraines, but it happens, um, I think, you know, for different reasons. Um, so, um, you know, when I get really um, tense or it's um, when I really have a lot of work or I've got some problems, sometimes um, it just it just happens. So um, I can't predict when they happen, but it's just that it's regular. And Tony Patricia, do you do you know if you are allergic to any anything, any foods, any mm. chemicals? I don't think I'm allergic to any any foods, um, but um, I I try to um, watch what I eat, um, although. Obviously, sometimes, you know, I sort of um, go out and have, you know, um, a bit of too many, too many good things at once when I, when I go out. But, I mean, I, I guess um, I, I, I do sort of um, uh, enjoy food, so I just, I think sometimes maybe I just eat too much of, of one thing and I like it. And I think foods like, um, you know, cheese and, and lots, I like dairy foods um, quite a bit and, and sometimes chocolate. And uh, I think... Um, well, I guess I um, like to have a glass of wine, or especially, you know, um, champagne from time to time. So um, that's the sort of food that I eat. But it's not every day. Um, I think um, 
I try to keep to, to eating um, proper meals and, and that means balanced food as much as possible, having vegetables and carbohydrates and some protein. And the pain in the head, whereabouts is it? Tends to always be in the front section here. And sometimes it's left, but it's always in the front. And, um, and it throbs. It's a throbbing pain. And with, with the migraine that you do have, would that be preceded by uh, flashing lights? Yeah, sometimes um, I just see um, um, black dots in my eyes and um, it, it just feels suddenly like my eyesight starts to um, get really blurry um, and then I, get, I start to feel nauseous. So um, that's how I know that um, the migraine's coming very soon and uh, I'm going to feel really sick so I just have to get up and stop what I'm doing. What would you normally do on the time when you do have days off? Um, well, I like to go down, go for walks and go down to the beach and, and do some swimming um, and try to do that as often as I can um, and just having just time to, to relax where I just don't think and think about work and also um, you know, uh, be with friends doing other things um, and going out. Uh, so I think it's important that I, I, I still keep that up. Um, but it's, it's, it's just not, I think, as, e as easy to say as, as to do it. So, I mean, that's my problem sometimes, that I, I, I know I have to do these things, but I don't follow it through. Okay, Patricia, now I'll, I'll just take your blood pressure to see what your blood pressure When Patricia came in to see me, uh, she came in with a migraine, but having sort of um, gone through her case history, she is in a, uh, a job that is very stressful. And also she was not eating properly or normally and having a lot of junk food. Now, firstly, her diet was in balance, and, and secondly, the stress of work, and especially with traveling a lot and seeing a lot of you know, poverty about as well. That would cause a lot of stress. So my, and she didn't want to have any um, medication either. She just wanted to find a preventative method for not getting the migraines and also um, find a way to manage her migraine. I treated uh, Patricia on the fact that her diet was in balance and also stress related to work. Uh, I suggested that she avoided dairy foods, a lot of food that has uh, preservative in it, um, and, and to avoid chocolate, because she really um, likes eating chocolate, and to reduce her coffee intake. She was drinking 
many cups of coffee. And, um, and in work-related, I suggested that she does take out some time off from work, um, exercise by swimming, walking, do some meditation, relaxation, yoga. And, um, and I find that by um, treating her with the acupressure points, that would help to relieve her migraine. I think uh, trying to give up the chocolate would be quite difficult, especially uh, in, in the field where Patricia's coming from and needing the energy when she's not uh, eating properly. So I would uh, suggest, so I have suggested for her to take some vitamins and minerals. Um, for anybody who do have like sweet cravings, especially chocolate, chromium would be the best to alleviate the craving for chocolate. And for her to become more aware of her dietary intakes, sort of having more fiber, more fresh fruits and vegetables, and just eating properly. Um, I feel that it would um, help her, but there are times when being mere humans, we would like to have chocolate and, and so right if it's only once in a while. But As far as children go, glueer, bronchitis, um, typical childhood illnesses, measles, mumps, those things. In adults, basically anywhere from the common cold, you know, right through the whole spectrum of illnesses. Um, I see a lot of uh, great results in the use of herbs and nutrition in arthritis. People stumble in and, you know, after a series of treatments, they walk quite well um, in no pain or little pain, if any. Um, your typical bronchitis and laryngitis and respiratory tract infections generally usually resolve you know, quite quickly, within a week or within sometimes two days. Um, glandular fever is another one. Uh, people respond very, very well to the, the use of herbs and nutrition in the use of glandular fever. And people bounce back very, very well within, you know, just several weeks. Um, and I think most medical practitioners would agree that, you know, they really have little treatment for it. Uh, apart from rest and uh, good nutrition. Um, and the use of herbs and homeopathic nutrition in the, in the cases of HIV-infected people, um, these products tend to support those conditions very well. I um, had a referral from a specialist, and what, he, what the specialist could treat was the physical symptoms. And he thought that by referring her to me, I was able to treat her on the mental and, the, and also the physical, which was a massage. The mental was finding out what really caused her to have uh, the pain, which is the polymyalgia. And, and I feel that she is getting a lot of um, benefit out of it through massage and also talking of the past. A person who 
do not know anything about herbs. Herbs can be quite um, poisonous as well. And also mixing up the wrong types of herbs and depends on the potency of that particular type of herbs. One has to understand as how much one has to put into a mixture. Homeopathy is the same idea. Uh, it, yes, homeopathy is uh, of a similar idea, but it's less toxic than than the herbs, the, the herbs and such. There's certainly right and wrong ways of doing everything. I mean, which a lot of people have the opinion that just because they're natural, um, they they believe that things are safe, um, but things aren't as they seem to be. Um, herbs do have minimum and maximum doses and therapeutic doses and therapeutic regimes that must be adhered to. And the same goes for homeopathy and of course nutrition. If you're giving a supplement, you don't uh, give a supplement willy-nilly. There are certain, I suppose, if you want to call them rules and regulations to stick to um, for, the, for the treatment of different diseases. So you wouldn't go and advise someone to go and get a book, for example, on homeopathy or...? I'd, I didn't, I'd, I'd suggest that if they were genuinely interested or they were looking at furthering their own educational base, most, most certainly, but as far as self-describing goes, I certainly would not um, advise that at all. In fact, uh, that's one of my touchy points, I think. Um, I'm, I'm certainly not keen on people just self prescribing and self-diagnosing. I think uh, I see a lot of people in my practice that have been there and done that and um, when they turn up at the practice they're usually in more more problems than uh, what they started out with. Uh, I feel naturopathy can help in all conditions but I feel that the caution that us as naturopaths ought to take would be where there's a terminally ill, uh, yes, a terminally ill um, condition where I feel it's important for them to seek medical advice and also with conditions that um, needs, that, that requires uh, orthodox medicine like uh, kidney failure, uh, and also with any um, conditions to do with uh, diabetes. As I would um, suggest that they do have, um, uh, they do go and see the general pra uh, practitioner. There are certainly known side effects with plants and uh, the nutritional supplements and again they've got their therapeutic doses, uh, minimum maximum doses and certainly there are precautions and contraindications so there are times when you wouldn't use a particular herb for example there are several herbs that you certainly wouldn't use say if a lady was pregnant or there are certain herbs that you wouldn't use in a child um, there are certain minimum maximum doses that you can get away with um, using in an adult, but you wouldn't use the same formulas, for example, same dosages in children. As far as the medical side of things go, um, 
I think there are several medical practitioners around that are at least becoming more aware of naturopathy and what naturopathy has to offer. Um, personally, I work very closely with medical practitioners. I receive a lot of referrals from medical practitioners. Um, and I have no qualms at all in referring to medical practitioners. Certainly they help me out in lots of ways in as far as ordering my x-rays and taking any bloods uh, that I require, even though that I can take those things as a nurse. At the end of the day, um, it's handy for a patient to be bulk billed, for example. I have a feeling that the, um, the medical uh, professionals are changing in how they do see uh, naturopathy. Uh, I do have a lot of um, colleagues who are in the medical profession and, and who are referring a lot of their patients to me. But then on the other hand, there are also the um, practitioners who are from the old school who will not accept us. I was asked this question the other day and uh, I think uh, I remember one of my senior lecturers actually saying to me that one day people will only ever know, uh, people will only know herbs, nutrition and homeopathy and I think that day is very fastly approaching. Oh, I think it, it'll just go from strength to strength. Uh, more people are becoming more aware of what the doctors are prescribing them, which is just medication to suppress the uh, signs and symptoms that they do come to see the doctor. And I feel that a lot of people do wish to talk more about their problems rather than just being given medication to suppress the pain. I would certainly encourage them to attend uh, a naturopathic practitioner. Um, certainly, again, when I went, first went into practice, a uh, majority of the people I used to see were people that had tried every other therapy, every other Western therapy available. And they'd come along and have naturopathic treatment and they'd usually, you know, hit themselves that, uh, or kick themselves that they you know, hadn't tried it earlier. Um, I'd certainly encourage anyone to to see what naturopathy has to offer for them.